With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before a weekend on which nothing is taking place. If I sound a little bit funny today, folks, I do apologise. I don't have full range of movement as yet. Um, Everton have been docked 10 points, which is not necessarily enough, but certainly a, a good punishment for their cheating. Uh, the, the club have said that they're shocked and disappointed. I'm not sure how they could have been. They knew this was coming. In fact, they were of the opinion they were going to get docked 12 points. My my theory is that they are saying that they're shocked, saying that they're going to appeal to stave off the lawsuits that will come their way from the teams that actually got relegated as a result of the cheating that kept Everton in the division. So obviously over the last couple of years, Everton have been a relegation contender and managed to stay up with kind of late season surges or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, And Everton staying in the Premier League has resulted in other clubs getting relegated. So if we look at the last couple of seasons, 21-22, Everton finish 16th with 39 points. Leeds finish 17th with 38. Burnley go down with 35. 
Everton were first accused of their cheating in that season. That's when it became apparent what they'd done. They had shattered the profit and sustainability rules. Now, if they'd been given their punishment then, Burnley would would have stayed in the division. I know Burnley have gone down and come back up, but it's cost them a lot of money. It cost Burnley an exceptional amount of money over losing out on the Premier League TV revenue, even with the parachute payments, and then having to pay for all the players that helped get them back up. So you'd imagine Burnley will certainly be one who will uh, be looking at a legal case against Everton. That's been mooted for a while. Then last season, they stay up in 17th with 36 points. Uh, Leicester go down with 34 and Leeds go down with 31. So again, even if it had been six points in either of those seasons, Everton would have gone down. Last season, both Leeds and Leicester went down below them. I would imagine all three clubs are getting ready to bring significant lawsuits against Everton. And that could make things very, very difficult for the Blues because they're already in the financial shit. They've got this shiny new stadium to pay for, which they can't really afford to pay for. Mashiri wants out. These new owners don't seem to have that level of financing themselves and will have to get it from outside sources. But it becomes very, very difficult if there's potentially 300 million pound lawsuits hanging over them. This is going to get messy. This is not the end by any stretch. But it does then beg the question of what will happen to City, 115 charges as opposed to Everton's one. And remember, City's charges only run up to 2018. Not because that's when the cheating stopped, but because that's when the investigation began. It doesn't even factor in all of the industrial-scale cheating that they've undertaken since then. So that's another investigation to come. The 115 charges, that only runs up until the start of the investigation. Everything after the start of the investigation is still to be investigated. But here's the thing. People have said, oh, well, if if Everton got 10 points, which, by the way, they're not even bottom of the league with that 10-point deduction, which will tell you how bad the bottom of the league has been. Everton have now four points from their 12 games. They're above Burnley on goal difference. They're one point behind Sheffield United and two points behind Luton. If Everton win their next game, which... Everton's next game is at home to Manchester United, which is definitely a winnable game. That would put them to seven points. Sheffield United's next game is home to Bournemouth. Now, they could win that, but I think a draw is potentially likely there. And then Luton, they play home to Crystal Palace. Now, both of those teams could win. Both of those teams could very easily lose because they're not very good. But let's say both of those teams draw. Well, Everton will then, if they beat United already be out of the bottom three. So what punishment have they really been given by giving them a deduction at this stage? They haven't been given any, really. 
their punishment will come in the form of those lawsuits. But with City and Chelsea, Chelsea, park Chelsea for a second, because theirs is quite complicated. But with City, like, let's say they relegate them. Let's say they get relegated to the championship. How does that actually hurt them? For one season, they'll drop into the championship. They'll just loan out a bunch of their high-end players who won't want to play in the championship. They'll get promoted straight away. They'll bring all those players back and they'll just go back to challenging immediately. That's what will happen with Man City. So in what way will they have been punished? They'll lose one season of income? They don't need the income. The only real way to punish City properly for what they've done is to strip them of all their titles. That's it. Strip them of all their titles and then appoint independent auditors to work within that club who are given access to absolutely everything and can oversee the running of the club and make sure it's done above board. To make sure all of those commercial deals, which are clearly just fraudulent go away that they have to run their club within the rules of the game that the money that comes into that club has to be honest gotten that's the only way now relegating them on top of that would help but at the same time they're going to come back up unless you relegate them to like the conference league which isn't going to happen relegation won't really punish them at all. It'll slow them a little bit for a year or two, but that's it. Like we've seen it in other sports. Look at Saracens. Saracens were relegated a couple of years ago for similar levels of industrial scale cheating. But their success wasn't touched. No one took their trophies away. So when you look at the honours of Saracens, they won the league in 17-18. They won the league in 18-19. They won the European Cup in 15-16, and 18-19. All while cheating. All while cheating. They got relegated in 19-20. They went down... They won the championship, their second division. They came back up. They finished second. They finished first. All it did was slow them down for a year. But all of the cheating that took place in the previous years where they could have been affected by penalties imposed at the time, they were still allowed to keep all of those trophies. Like all of those trophies were won through cheating. Two league titles, sorry, three league titles, three European Cups. You could even go back a little bit further because they do say it went back about five, six years. So you could say four league titles and three European Cups that they won through cheating and have basically gotten away with it. City have done exactly the same. And if they don't get those titles stripped, we'll all know they were won by cheating, but they'll still have them. So take them away. Take them away. Syria took Juventus's titles away and they weren't for as fraudulent cheating as this. 
Uh, the same thing should be true of Chelsea. Like Chelsea, everyone knew they were cheating under Abramovich. But because the Premier League and whoever else was so scared of Roman, they never investigated Chelsea. And it's only now that because Todd Bowley, to his credit, is, is trying to get them running in a proper way with full transparency, it's only now that all of their cheating is coming to light. And they won a bunch of league titles as a result of cheating. So take all of them away as well. Take their titles away. Take their cups away. The Premier League can't take the European Cups, but we all know why they were won. Same with City. Premier League can't touch the Champions League, but everybody knows it's a fraudulent one. Everyone knows it was won as a result of cheating. But take away their league titles. Strip them of those titles. That will hurt them far more than a relegation. Saracens couldn't give a shit that they got relegated. They've still got their medals. They've still got their trophies. Take them away. Wipe them from the history books. That is where you hurt them. That is how you hurt them. With Everton, the hurt for them is different because they didn't win anything. Everton should have been relegated as a result of what they did because they stayed in the division by cheating. So the pain for Everton would be relegation because Everton also aren't in a position to just go down, loan out their best players and come straight back up. If Everton go down, it would cripple them, to be fair. It would it, it would be quite horrible because they're in such a bad state financially. But the punishment that would fit the crime for Everton would be relegation. With City and Chelsea, it's not. With City and Chelsea, that's just letting them away with it because they'll just come straight back up and immediately go back to doing all that they were doing. You've got to strip the titles and you've got to safeguard against future future scumbaggery. Um, international games ongoing, obviously. Uh, Luis Diaz had a, an absolutely outstanding performance for Colombia against Brazil, helping Colombia beat Brazil. Darwin scored in Uruguay's win over Alexis McAllister in Argentina, ending Argentina's unbeaten run. Uh, Dominic Zaboslai carried Hungary to the Euros. Hopefully this time he gets to play in them. Um, two assists, including a 97th minute equaliser against Bulgaria as, as Hungary confirmed their place in the Euros. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, what else do we have here? Mo Salah scored four for Egypt against Djibouti. Um, Mo is just, I mean, he's, it's just silly at this point. It's just silly how good he is. Now, I know it's Djibouti. I know it's not, they're not a world powerhouse, but like, 
Mo's record is just disgusting. And his international record now at 55 goals in 94 games, uh, six and seven this calendar year. This is already his, in terms of goals per game, it's his third best season. 2013, he got nine and 10. And 2018, he got seven and six. But this has been a great year for Mo. And hopefully, when he gets back to us, uh, he just carries on as he was and continues to to bang the goals in. Uh, Liverpool facing Fabio Carvalho decision after Leipzig failed to deliver on promise, says David Lynch. The Reds probably would be advised to recall him from that loan, which has not worked out for anybody. It was a bad loan to begin with. What what we were thinking sending him there, I have no idea. Uh, Joanna Durkin has written a piece on Michael Owen. It Now, not to say that I've influenced this, but it does seem like there's been a lot more positive discourse about Michael Owen since my little ramble the other day. Uh, so very happy to see that. If we can have some more positive Steve McManaman discourse, I'd also be quite appreciative of appreciative of that. Words are hard today, folks. They really are. Um, what else? Uh, Erling Haaland joins Manchester City injury list with eight doubts. Liverpool, uh, they'll all be fit, as will Sergio Aguero, David Silva, Vincent Company, Yaya Toure, Fernandinho. They're all coming back. They're all coming back. Kevin De Bruyne is going to have an N'Golo Kante type one afternoon only reappearance from injury and then he'll be gone again for two months uh liverpool.com there's a piece about benzema for some reason uh there's a piece about about dominic uh liverpool ace gets four out of ten international rating okay uh okay diaz was great uh alexis was not good Mo was good. Dom was good. Jota, I think, played as a wing back, which is kind of funny. Um, Ali looked like he had a great game as well. Liverpool can get Diogo Jota as defence, as Jurgen Klopp should repeat perfect transfer ploys. Rayne Nuri be very happy with him. Uh, Liverpool should escalate interest in explosive $33 million gem, who just admitted he liked the Reds. Uh, is that Sana Diao? It is. It's a Sana Diao. Yeah, very much in favour. Uh, also in favour of Moscardo, the Brazilian from Corinthians. Also very much in favour of Archie Gray from Leeds. Wouldn't be upset if we were to just dump $100 million into a youth fund and go and buy three or four of the best 17, 18-year-olds on the planet and start to further strengthen our future. Really wouldn't be upset by that at all. Uh, the first team only really needs two uh, defensive midfielder and left back. And to be honest, if you told me we we're just going to get Moscardo and Gray, I'd probably say, okay, well, I'll be happy enough with that. Uh, left back, Aitnuri, uh, Milos Kirkhaus maybe might be one to look at. Um, there's a few other options out there. Um Liverpool news is red seduced by new Enzo Fernandez. Uh, this is Jean Neves. 
Very, very interesting player. Uh, I'd compare him to... I would compare him to maybe a little bit... A little bit Gavi-esque, a little bit uh, Barella-esque, maybe a little bit more more of a passer than Barella, but similar style of, you know, bundling bowl of energy. Uh, links to Leroy Sane, I, I just don't see it. Uh, links to Mbappe, nobody know, nobody sees that happening. Um, that's pretty much all we have there. On to... The good people at anfieldindex.com. Um, we have a piece about Luis Diaz. Uh, there's some stuff from Simon Brundish, which is relevant to the 12.30 kickoffs. Uh, report transfer tug of war. It's about Alfonso Davies. Andrew Beasley has a piece up. Tony Evans has a piece up. Tony Evans is trying to give Brendan Rodgers credit for um, for signing Mo Salah. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is the specific reason we didn't sign Mo Salah uh, when we first tried to get him. So, you know, it's a little bit... Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, yeah, right. So he says, um, the second thought is that it was a, is that what a stroke of, luck, stroke of luck it was that Brendan Rodgers wasn't having Salah in 2014. If he joined the club then, he may not have made it to the Jurgen Klopp era. Uh, instead, he went to Chelsea and was a bust. Like Rodgers, Jose Mourinho didn't fancy Salah. Both men thought he was too light for the Premier League. They they were right, the pair of dickheads. <laughs> Good stuff. Well said, Tony. Well said, son. Uh, Podcast-wise, we have... I should have given him more credit from the outset. Tony's never been much of a Brendan guy. Um, there's a new scouted where Carl and Guy gave their team of the season. I think they did mine as well. Um... There's a new fatigue index, obviously, which is discussing the 12.30 kickoffs. Just a new under pressure. Dan Rhodes still on holiday. Just gallivanting. A gallivanter is Mr. Rhodes. And there is a new Pro Plus with Trev Downey and Dave Davis. So do check that out. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all for today, folks. Thanks a million. And I'll see you Monday when hopefully I can speak properly. Uh, Apologies, but you know. I'm doing my best here. See you then. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. 
It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.